What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Y'all buckle the fuck up today because Carrie Rose is here with me and we are diving into a series of unfortunate men. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Y'all know I love a good self-love cocktail and occasionally an actual cocktail. I have always notoriously hated the taste of alcohol and needed it disguised in a good mixology cocktail until I discovered Neft. Because Neft is a premium vodka in its purest form with non-GMO rye, it has a light taste full of character. Not only is Neft one of the best tasting vodkas I've ever had, it also comes in the cutest packaging I have ever seen. Their unbreakable barrel keeps it chilled for up to six hours, making it the perfect drink to take just about anywhere. Join me in adding a little actual cocktail into your self-love cocktail with Neft Vodka. Cheers. I do want to make everyone aware that we have a trigger warning in this episode. Towards the end, we do talk about mental health and suicidal ideation. You guys, when I tell you, you are going to have to read this book. Um, You will be convinced after the stories you're about to hear from Carrie on this episode. Um, I met Carrie in a very awesome roundabout, universally divine way. And her book is How I Found Self-Love in a Series of Unfortunate Men, which besides the fact that it's a genius fucking title, um, it's the stories in here are insane. If you think my Eat, Pray, FML journey and the men that I encountered and dealt with were something you have not seen anything yet. Um, My jaw was on the floor filming most of this episode. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to meet Carrie and I know you're going to want to get this book. So let's jump in. Carrie Rose, welcome to FML Talk. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, I'm so excited to dive into this interview today. Um, But first we need to talk about the ridiculous way that we met. It's it's crucial we have to talk about it. I was at Aroma Cafe, which is like a well-known, you know, hot spot in Studio City, and I'm standing in line with my friend and you come running over to me and the first thing you say is, "Do you believe in signs?" and I'm like, "Bitch, do you know who I am?" <laughs> and and I knew that was going to be a perfect way to like intro it cuz I'm like, read the book. I know she believes in signs from the universe. I'm going to be like, "Do you believe in signs I love from it. the universe?" I love it. And, uh, and you're like, "Actually, yes, I do know who you are. Um I just finished reading your book and mine is published today and uh-huh. it was such a full circle moment and I totally loved it." It's one of my favorite stories that I like tell my friends like in like Yay. within the last few months I'm like, "Did I tell you I met Gabrielle Stone on the oh day my that my God. book was published?" It's just so fucking weird how the universe works. I love it and now yeah. you're here. Now I'm here because comes you fucking I'm came here. up to me and said that or Yo. I never would have had you on the show i know and i was like there's no fucking way i'm not gonna say hello to her right now this is this is too bizarre that she's at the same place at the same time when yes. i was like meeting with someone about the book that day at aroma cafe but, i love um, it yeah you never fucking know signs you from the universe man know. yes here i am <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it so much all right so take me take me back all the way to kind of because you girl You've got a it's fucking a yeah. I mean, you've it's got stories. <laughs> yeah. Um like reality TV, fucking mm-hmm. like insane men, like you've 
you've lived like 10 lives. I say that all the time. I'm always like, I feel like I've been like 10 different humans in yeah. my life. Each one was different in her own way, but th thankfully I'm getting better. Okay, so, so just, I mean, like, let's just go back to the beginning and take me on the, take me on the train of men. <laughs> take me on the story. Here we fucking go. <laughs> um, I think, okay, so kind of like how I, I start in my book, I start with like my very first relationship when I was like 17 years old. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't use real names, but he um, basically the first relationship that I was ever in, he was like one of those crazy overprotective boyfriends that were like, you can't wear this out. You can't go out with your friends. Like right. if I went to my girlfriend's house, like I would have to lie to him. Like if oh you found God. out. Oh, no, it was like it was beyond. It was extreme. It wasn't like your your basic um, overprotective, jealous guy. At 17, was he 17 too? So he was like two years older than I was at this point. Okay. Um, but we were together for five years. So okay. it was a, it was a long ride. Yeah. Um, so he, um, had a tendency to, if he, if I didn't, <laughs> this was when we had like not the great cell phones, you know, we weren't really texting. It was right. like Nextel. We were like chirping each other. Right. Do you remember that? It was like, <laughs> Oh my Babe, God. are you there? I yes. love it. Like one of those. <laughs> so if I didn't answer him right away, say if I was at work, um, he would just show up. And there were a few times where he would show up and I would be talking to like a male client or, you know, I was like working at a gym at the time mm -hmm. or he would see me like, for some reason, every fucking job I had at this time, like had see-through clear windows, every single one of them. So you right. just walk by and like see me inside. And um, there were a few times where he showed up at my jobs and he would basically like beat the shit out of like male employees or like male clients. I think he got me fired from like three different jobs. Oh at, my at this God, time. dude. Yeah. But the um, the big event with that relationship was when he he attempted to like kidnap me. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Um, and I can wait, totally, wait, wait, wait. I'm like saying that smiling and I'm sure everyone was like, why the fuck is she smiling? But I can laugh about it now. Right. But like that was so nonchalantly. She's like the telling point of the relationship was when he kidnapped me. When he kidnapped okay, me. Okay, so what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, uh, this was again, another event where I was um, at work. But at this time, I finally got the guts to break up with him. So I broke up with him. I, you know, leave me alone. Um, and he couldn't get in touch with me for about, I would say, a week. And I think he got into panic mode and he decided to uh, show up at my new job. Mm -hmm. And um, I happened to be outside. This is when I smoked cigarettes. So I happened to be outside having a cigarette with two of my guy friends outside mm. the gym. And... Uh, Literally, I mean, this sounds like it's from a movie because it's a white van, but literally he pulls up in a white van with Wait, his, like did he own a white van or did he rent this he white van? He had the he owned this white van because he had like a painting company at the time, so he always okay, had all got his equipment. It. So yeah. red flag number one, he owned a white van. <laughs> he owned a white van. Um just you know, old school kidnap style. He pulled up in the white van. Oh my um, god. But really though, it was like one of the scariest fucking things that ever yeah. happened to me. Um he pulled up in the white van, you know, he had his cousin and one of his other best friends in the front that were both fucking crazy. I mean, it was like an Italian guy from Brooklyn that mm -hmm. grew up with like not a great, you know, family. Yeah. So uh, my ex at the time and his friend picked me up. One of them picked me up by my ankles. The other one picked me up by my arms, literally threw me in the back of the van. Oh my God. Threw me in the back of the van, closed the door, and then they went straight for my two guy friends and maced them, <gasps> beat them to a pulp. They both wound up in the emergency room that day. 
um Whoa. it turned into yeah i had to get an order of protection but once i was in the van um i actually thought that that might be i didn't know what he was capable of at this right. point i said okay well he's he's like gonna kill me like he's gonna drive me somewhere and he's probably gonna kill me i don't know what's gonna happen but he wound up just begging and pleading in the back of the van for me to stay with him and he just sounded i'll never forget like he was just like why didn't you call me back and i was like what and i'm hysterical and i'm shaking he's like why aren't you calling me back and i'm like we broke up <laughs> and he's oh like oh my god i wouldn't be doing any of this if you would just call me back like and it was so like you're like bitch you could have taken me to dinner oh my god <laughs> i am in the back of a fucking van bro <laughs> oh my god yeah it was it was a little um when i think back on it now like how relaxed he was about the whole situation right. like how he just literally beat up two of my friends sent them to the hospital um, I think one of them wound up with like two broken ribs. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and just how nonchalant he was about it. And then he just dropped me off on the corner like of my house and was like, make sure you pick up the phone next time. Oh like, my God. Yeah, but that we, we you know, my we took care of that after that. We got an order of protection. Yeah, and unreal. It was, um, yeah, that was my first boyfriend, my first like real boyfriend. You're like, and that set the stage. That, yeah, that. <laughs> For where we're about to travel to next <laughs> oh my god yes that that was the first um event and um i think i think after that was um okay so this is uh, chapter two okay um i believe so this is okay wait first of all let's just i mean i'm gonna talk about this in the intro i guess now that i'm saying it but let's all the stuff we're talking about you wrote a fucking book about yeah, uh, it's called Series of Unfortunate Men. Yes, I have um, posted about it on my Instagram before. Yes, I you know did. a few of my readers have read it. I'm sure a lot more of them will be reading it after this episode. Probably, yes. Um, Genius title. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> thank you okay, so sorry, much. continue. I love saying it every time I say chapter it. Chapter like, two. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, chapter two, um, this is also another guy from Brooklyn. Um, okay, so Brooklyn's Brooklyn is. I mean, Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn is definitely a fucking. Pro I mean, it, it's probably not the same now, but the Brooklyn that I grew up in. You know, I'm 36, so the Brooklyn that I grew up in. You know, you grow up really fucking quick. You know, by like 12 years old, 13, you're smoking cigarettes, you're smoking weed, everyone's having sex. Like Good it's Lord. just yeah. It's like I was a full grown adult at 14 years old. Ugh. Like at 14, I knew everything you needed to know by 25. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. So, and this was, you know, um, just also just had a lot to do with my experiences too. But I, uh, I, after, after this guy, um, I, I didn't even really give myself time to, uh, heal. I didn't really know what that was at the time. I was just like, oh, I just, I want a boyfriend again. Right. So, um, I get into a relationship with this guy who was very well known in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working at the bar, uh, like the, the neighborhood bar at the time. And he uh, he would always come in and hit on me. And I was just not fucking having it. Like, just not my type at all, like physically or anything. Long story short, eventually um, I give in to uh, his consistent uh, attempts to try to ask me out. And... Um, I gave him because he was in the Marines and he would always mm. give me like the Afghanistan stories. And, you know, I, I kind of was like, I feel really bad. Like he's going back to war soon. Like he's going back to Afghanistan. You know, he told me he's going back to Afghanistan in like mm -hmm. six months. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show him like the best six months ever. And, you know, then we'll just, you know, he'll be sent off back to Afghanistan and, and that's it. 
So uh, we wind up dating, fall in love with the guy. You know, he's getting ready to go back to Afghanistan. And um, I inevitably find out that he um, was, after he left, Mm -hmm. I found out that he did not go back to Afghanistan. Um, I found out that he was sentenced to prison um, for six years. Wait, what? He, Can you tell girl, I didn't like? I didn't do any research. I'm so story. excited like, that I didn't read ahead of stuff. I'm like here for it. It's such a fucking long story because there were so many like things that happened. Like there were so many red flags that I avoided. Yeah, like, they can read about it in the book. Absolutely. Why did he go to prison? <laughs> he went to prison. It's really bad. Um, he went to prison because he, you know, and this is not funny. He suffered from PTSD. Yeah. So he did a lot of drugs. Got it. Um, but he went to jail for attempted murder. So he actually, um, yeah, he dressed up as a cop when he was high on angel dust one night. Whoa, I knew nothing I knew nothing uh. about this. I would never even think he was capable of this. Dressed up as a cop and um, he was knocking on people's houses and he was with two of his other friends. They were all high. And um, someone answered and they went in to rob the house, shot the guy. Oh my um, God. And... Yeah, he he was sentenced to six years of prison, um, and he had a day where he had to kind of just, you know, surrender and walk in and take the time. Summer is here, and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So, um... Oh my god, that's a mind fuck when you've like you're like okay fine I'll, I'll give this guy a chance you end up falling in love with him and to find out something that drastic mm-hmm. what yeah I was like oh my god I, I mean and not only that he he had um he had another uh, girlfriend for like seven years so like the whole fucking family and all of his friends were just keeping this for me the entire I time because can't. he was so just like obsessed that he was with me and he was I hate very people. happy I fucking hate people too <laughs> um <laughs> yeah okay does this get worse because these first two stories are so fucking shocking yeah yes this isn't a series of unfortunate men (laughs) this is like what the fuck did you do in a past life to get i know but oh my god this is like see this is what's so fucked up too is like i i just have to say this really quick like the moral of the whole fucking story is like me, right? So of yeah. course, like these men were crazy. They were abusers. But like, you know, when are you finally going to take accountability that yeah. like, 
this has a lot to do with you and something me. in you is attracting these people yeah. yes we talk about well, that on like, this show all the oh time oh my god i'm like why me why me and i was oh yeah. my god gabrielle was playing victim my whole fucking life yeah. why me why me why am i attracting all of these crazy men all these horrible men why right. me why me and then like finally one day i was like girl <laughs> you are not attracting these men you're allowing it and you're right. accepting it right. like you're seeing the red flags you're just avoiding it because you have no fucking self-love or no self-worth mm. so it's like you know, it's just, this is how long it, it took me my entire fucking life, probably like up until like three years ago. So that tells you a lot. Yes. You know, but jumping into one bad relationship into another, it's like, when do you really know what the fuck is going on? Right, right. You're like, I'm just, I think I'm in a carnival at this point and all the red flags I'm like, are this like, is cool, normal. Fun, great. This is what, this is what dating is. Like, yes. this is what relationships are like. This yeah. is normal. It has to be. Yeah. Your definition of love became fucking toxic. Yeah, from no the idea. Get-go. No fucking idea and to this day i just have no idea what it's like to be with like uh with a good man in yes. a in a healthy yet in a thank you yes in a healthy relationship i have never experienced that before wow um so that is that is unknown for me mm. yeah um so yeah that was that that is a uh, chapter two. Oh my god dude um i can't even I, believe i'm i'm ready for it this is fucking wild i feel like i know i know i know i know i and I went to visit him in jail too. I um, I had to do the like show grieving up. girlfriend. Oh my god! Like I li- and I took one of those pictures in front of like the fake sunsets. Like when I went there, I was yeah. like such a sucker. I was like I went there and I yelled at him, and then I felt bad, you know, because oh he was god. like, "Well, I'm gonna be here for six years. Feel, like feel bad for me." And I was like, "All right, let's take a picture in front of like the fake I'm sunset." Dead. I still have like the Polaroid. You're like, never mind. You had a girlfriend on the side, <laughs> and you fucking lied to me about trying to murder someone. What? <laughs> Yeah, I went there with uh, good intentions for myself. Right, but I, right. I left feeling bad for him again because <laughs> I was such a sucker. Um, oh my god! Thank you. That that was a long, long time ago. Okay, who's next on the train? Take me to the next stop. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm fucking having yes, so much fun yes, right yes. now. <laughs> like, I just, I, it's so like surreal to talk about a lot of this stuff too. I bet. Um, very looks like I said. I feel like I was just completely different humans at that time. But so I'll take you into um, what I call the mobs, uh, the monster mobster. Um, and oh my he God. was like your girl. This is probably like one of the like I really let my fucking skeletons out in this book. Like this is probably one of the things that I was so ashamed of for so long. Mm. Um, I was 21 years old. Um, you know, I considered myself. I mean, this is when I was like really reckless, like drinking all the time. Um, I did drugs at this time. Like I was doing cocaine all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kicked out of my house at this time. God bless my mom. She went through a lot. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that said, this is this is why and how I met this this mobster, this guy, because I wasn't home at the time and I was struggling. So um, I was bartending at another place at this time in Brooklyn and Bay Ridge. This is like a very, very Italian part of Brooklyn. Like you yeah. have all the old school mobsters that hang out at all these bars. The particular one that I worked at, it was like, it was known. Like when you walked in the door, you were getting like great gnocchi and like old school mobsters. Mm. Like that's what this place <laughs> was like known for. Um, so guy walks in one day and uh leaves me a 500 dollars tip you know he was at the bar for a little bit and i was like oh my god like this is too much and he was like no 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 he's like take it you deserve it and then he started to like come in more and more and i would see he became like a um one of my like best clients i guess you could say right um and i started to talk to him and like open up to him about what was going on in my life and um 
speed up a few months later, he winds up taking care of me now at this point because he finds out I'm not living in my house. I'm kicked out. I'm struggling. So he like puts me up like in this beautiful apartment, pays for everything. Um, again, like looking back, this is just such like a shameful time in my life. Um, buys me a car, um, is basically just like taking care of me. Kind of, It's kind of like your, your sugar daddy situation, but right. without the sugar. Like there was never any sex involved. Mm. I was looking at him like, oh, this is great. Like I have this older guy. Like I never really experienced a dad before. Like this is where my daddy issues crawled in. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Like, and you never thought like, what is he expecting in return? Of course I was. Okay. But I didn't care because like I knew, I knew that it was too good to be true. Right. Like I did know that, but I also was, I was very young and naive. Yeah. And I was kind of using the guy because I was in a really bad situation in my life and he was just a very scary man. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we would like, we would like go out for dinners and like I would, see him like going into the other room and like talking about like taking care of people if you know what I mean yeah so it was like I would say like we got into like six six months in and he um he uh I uh I went out with with my friends one night and yeah this was like six months in and uh the next day I get a phone call from him and he's like hey um I heard you were out like with these guys last night. And I was like, oh yeah, I was out with like a couple of my guy friends, why? You know, I was like, we're not dating. Like, wh- why do you care? And he was like, oh, he's like, well, I-, I left you a gift on your porch. And I was like, you left me a gift. And like, he was known to like, leave me like little gifts, like jewelry and stuff right. like that. And I was like, okay, this this like is making me feel really uneasy. Like something. It's making me feel really uneasy. Yeah, so it's like making me feel really uneasy. So I was like, well, what is it? And he was like, well, you might want to go get it before your mom sees it. And this is like, I'm back home at this point now. Right. My mom let me back. And um, so I, I go and like open the door and like I see like this little like paper bag on, on the stoop. And um, he's like, did you open it yet? And I'm like, no, I'm about to. And he was like, all right, why don't you call me back? Like when you're done, and I was like, no, 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 stay on the phone. So I like go to like open it and I hear like shaking inside and there was clearly like there was a jar in there. So I like go to like take out the jar and um, I like literally like froze. There was there was teeth in the jar. Oh my God. So he's like, do you see it yet? Do you see it? And I was like, what is this? Like, this is not funny. And he's like, those are your friend's teeth <gasps> from last night. I started like, like I feel like I, uh, Oh my god that that feeling like when he said that yeah i i i was like in shock but i felt like i was gonna throw up but i was like terrified at the same time and i like left it there and i ran back in the house and i was like is this really like did you really do this and he was like yeah he was like i don't want you hanging out with other guys he's like what do you think this is and i was like well we're gonna have to like talk because i don't ever want to see you again and he was like okay he's like you don't want to see me again he's like prepared for your life to be like a living hell oh my and, god um, yeah like literally i told him i said please let's just meet up and talk and i remember i met up and i talked with him and he um he was like uh i want everything back and i was like fine no problem yeah and he was like i want all the money that i gave you and i was like well i can't do that and he was like 
well, then you're going to have to pay for it. And I was like, what do you mean? So he basically just started threatening my family. Oh like, my God, fr- like it was just like literally, you know, imagine like I was like 22 at this point, like a 22 year old, like trying to figure out yeah. all of this. And my poor mom, like my mom has been through all of these men with me. Yeah. You know, like single mom, like she is just, I don't even know how she yeah. survived all of this with me. Dude, but, I'm going to make my mom listen to this episode and be like, my shit is not that oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Not <laughs> that bad at all. Not that bad at all. I, I mean, I really put my mom through hell. Um, she had a reason, good reasons for kicking me out at that time. But um, yeah, just, you know, with, with this one to seal it up again, second order of protection against this guy. Um, he didn't leave me alone for quite some time like even like a few years later like he would like do little things to be like i'm still here you know just oh my god yeah um we would but yeah my my poor mom we would just get constant um threats and things like that all all kinds of things were happening that's fires would be slashed terrifying dude that was that was the scariest one does yeah did you ever talk to your friend who no longer had teeth again yes i did what did he do yeah um he was terrified. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was terrified. And I never spoke to him again after that day I talked right, to him. Right. Um, but I was like, hey, like, I'm, I am i don't know what to tell. Like, I really don't know what to do. And he was like, it's not your fault. He's like, just stay away from that person. Like, clearly, like, that guy is very dangerous. He's like, and you've always known this. He's Did like, he explain to you how they, like, extracted the teeth from his mouth? Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Oh my god, that's fucking terrifying, mm-hmm. dude. It was like there was like four teeth in there. Um so <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming Yeah, um, like what you see they, in fucking movies when they take pliers and rip people's teeth out. I'm ho- I'm hoping that uh I, I didn't ask him if he was going to offer the information that I would have, Right, right. Um it it I I I'm assuming that they just hit him or like knocked his teeth out um, or just like knocked his front teeth oh out my God, yeah dude i can't yeah. even imagine um so that was yeah that was that was the monster mobster but again there's there's so much more uh there's so much more to that story yeah i'm that sure has a lot but to do people with can me. go read the book yeah, for exactly that i don't want exactly. you to give too too much away um okay so when did the reality tv come in right after this okay so take me how that even started what show you ended up on so this was like a very um this was really interesting because i've always worked in tv and production like straight out of college interned with mtv got a job right away always Mm. worked in uh tv so at that time i was actually a casting associate for jersey shore oh my god it was the first season that before it even came out and um this is like back in the day like in manhattan there was like a block where like all the casting associates worked you had like VH1 up the block, MTV. And um, my boy Scotty from VH1 called me. He's like, hey, he's like, do you have any girls, you know, trying out for Jersey Shore? He's like, I need like, you know, like trashy kind of like East Coast girls for this new show on VH1. I'm like, yeah, I have a few. I'll come walk them over. Right. Walk them over to him. And uh, they actually thought that I was one of the girls, like one of the TV producers. And I was like, absolutely fucking not, like not trying out for the show. They were like, come on, it would be funny if you did a video interview. Long story short, I wind up getting picked for the show. My friend calls me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you joking? And he's like, no. He's like, they, they like literally picked you for like one of the 25 girls for the show. And I'm like, who is this guy? So he shows me a picture. I'm like, oh, he's cute. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. He's on this other show. He, he, got, uh, he was on another show and got a spinoff. Okay. His name is Frank the Entertainer. Oh, yeah. 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 He was on all the I Love Monies, I Love New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he was wait, the guy that lived was, in his basement. What was the show called? <laughs> 
Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking humiliating. Um, it's called Frank the Entertainer in a Basement Affair. Dead. So let me elaborate, right? Wait. So of course I didn't know the title of the show before I went on it because I probably would have been like not fucking doing it. Right. Um, we found out the first elimination, all the girls are standing there and he's going to like hand out his first key and he's like, the Harry, key to the basement. Will you accept the key to my basement? And we all look at oh each other and we're God. like, no, they did not do this to us. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I wind up doing it. Um, it was honestly an amazing experience. Like, I do not regret it at all, even though it the, the show just sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> was a good girl because I know what these fucking editors do. I know what they can do in post. The producers are yeah. fucking evil on these dating shows. So thankfully I knew because I've worked in TV before. I remember the producers coming up to me and they're like, Carrie, you got to give us more. Like you're not getting drunk. You're not sleeping with Frank. <laughs> you're not fighting with the girls. And I'm like, you can send me home. Like right. I want to work after this. So yeah. go for it. But um, I wind up winning the show, which was crazy because I didn't even want to be on a reality show. I wind up winning it and um to move into Frank's basement. To move into Frank's <laughs> basement. I mean, I, we actually lived with his parents on the show. It was oh like my God. yeah, it was, it was like his parents room were right they were right next to us the whole time. But like okay, so on that specific show cuz like you know, I I'm a fucking reality TV junkie, like loud and proud. Are you? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, okay, okay. fucking like Temptation Island, mm -hmm. all of that. But yeah. back in the day, it was fucking Flava Flav, Antila Rock Tequila, of Rock of Love. Uh-huh, all the like, Mark Cronin shows. Oh, so cringy. Mm -hmm. um, but were those relationships that we were watching, at least on your show, like was there, was it real at all? Were you into Frank at all? 50-50. So like I was actually attracted to Frank. Like okay. if it was like fucking Flavor Flavor or something like that, it wouldn't have been a thing. Right. But because I thought he was cute, then I did it. But yeah, I liked him. I did. But you're also like how much, the amount of time that you're actually spending right. with The Bachelor or The Bachelorette right. is so, it's like little to none. Yeah. You're with the girls the entire time. Right. That's who you're with. But when you won the show, were you like, okay, I'm going to be moving into this guy's basement now and like Absolutely we're having a relationship? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's like when you're on a show for so long, you know, because uh, I think it was like going six weeks in, you like for, forget about the fucking real world. Right. Your head is so in the game that you're like, I won. Like, this is the love of my life. Right. And you're in this whole fucking like headspace. Yeah. And then it's over and you're like, oh shit. You're like, wait, who are you? What Do are we I doing? even know you? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because we, as soon as the show ended and I won, it was like, we're going to a hotel and we are going to go fuck. Like, oh my because God, I, I love it. Because <laughs> I wouldn't sleep with him like the yeah. entire time. Like he tried so many times. And um, I was like, no, not until you pick me. Yeah. So, oh my God, I love it. We literally like had crazy sex. Like the night that I got picked, we went to a hotel, had crazy sex. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like best oral sex I've ever gotten. Like oh, nice. great sex. I was we like, love this, that. Is, this is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, it just, it, we just were two completely different people. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put Put it that way so inevitably i think we lasted like three months um thank god there wasn't a reunion show because the mobster resurfaced when he saw me on the show oh my god and this is what ended things with frank and i he resurfaced r somehow got frank's information sent him like a whole thread of text saying like 
she is a homewrecker. Oh my god! Like you know, I have a wife and three kids, and she was dating me for like this whole thing, right? Like I, I mean, said, make that make sense? I, like I what? Know. It was it was. <laughs> she's like, a homewrecker. I have a wife and children, and she was dating me. Like I'm sorry, sir. What? It's, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> fuck, but this is my life. Right. Like, this is what I mean. I get myself into these own situations. Yeah. So it's like, what did I expect? But yeah, he came back around, just tried to ruin my life again, and Frank was like. Yep, never talking to you again. Oh, like you're my disgusting. <gasps> mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So thank God there wasn't a reunion show because that would ended really badly for yes. me. I did such a good job at being like portrayed flawlessly on that show. Right. You're like this would have fucking <sighs> that would all of that fucking killed me. Yeah. So what happened after the reality show? You were like, okay, where do I go now? Yeah. So that was a weird year because I was doing. I wound up doing like appearances and I was like meeting people from the Jersey Shore and I was like in reality show world. Right. So I was always with other reality stars. Um, Angelina from Jersey Shore and I got into a really bad public fist fight. Um, like to the point where a lot of people recorded it and it was it was on the internet it was oh, all over wow. the internet and um that was something that was really ridiculous at my life and when i look back now and like i think there's still like one of those videos on youtube and it's just like it's so humiliating to yeah, watch every the time internet, i look dude, back it doesn't go away oh my and even at that time i mean i was like 23 right were you drunk 24 fucking wasted yeah wasted i would say from like 21 to 24 like i was just an alcoholic for the most part right so i was oh, every time i was out i was wasted but yeah so she and i had like a very public fight and it just led to um a lot of just bad press coverage and things that didn't look good on my end that still haunts me like to this day um and that actually led me to meeting um who i call the jersey shore wrecking ball um who okay. is <laughs> Hang on, let me get comfy. This is like, get comfy. Comfy with uh, Carrie. Comfy Carrie. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, I'm sweating. Okay. Jersey Shore Wrecking Ball. So I call him the Jersey Shore Wrecking Ball because like he was like the guy that I really thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Like he fucking wrecked me, like broke me to pieces. Mm. Um, he, I was with him for five years. Uh, this is like the last relationship I was in before I moved to Los Angeles like seven years ago. Um... You know, we met at like a Jersey Shore fucking club, like your typical like Jersey Shore guy, like fist pumping, like the whole fucking. Thing. I mean, he looked. I describe him as like the Jersey Shore Channing Tatum. Like he was oh my fucking God. gorgeous. It was not even fair how beautiful he was. But this is like what attracted me to him. He recognized me from the show. Mm -hmm. He comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, can I get a photo?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" Like, you're <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> can we go to the bathroom? Like, it's just you know, again, wasted carry, twenty four yeah. years old. Um, so we wind up, um, uh, I would say a few months after that, we wind up just solidifying our relationship and he, um, I don't want to say too much about him, but he, uh, we were together for five years. He was the guy that was like, I'm going to tell you everything you want to hear because mm. I'm really good with words. Um, and I was really close with his family. He was close with mine. It was kind of like we were already married, but we weren't. Right. And I was growing, I was evolving. He wasn't like, he bought a house, didn't ask me to move in. Like it was going on like five years and there was like, just, it was just like stagnant. Yeah. Nothing was moving. Um, so I decided that I was going to move 
to California because nothing was happening with him. I felt like I needed to do something like drastic in my life, like mm-hmm. something that really scared me. So fast forward, I moved to LA. I promise here's where my point is. I moved to LA and I'm working on the show Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady. Yeah. And I get a phone call from an acquaintance of mine and she's like, Carrie, Mind you, this girl is like the one that's always like texting me, like asking me for advice, telling me how much I inspire her, blah, blah, blah. Right. Carrie, I'm so sorry. Like I've been seeing, um, I've been seeing him for two years. Like we've been having sex for two years. So I was like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, like really. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't take this anymore. And she's like, and he's gonna like literally fucking kill me. Like if he knows that I told you this, but like you deserve so much better. Like, and now you're living in LA and I know he, he's been coming to visit you, but like he's like, he's so unfaithful to you. And like, oh, I've been wow. with him personally for two years. So she starts sending me videos and photos and oh, like all fuck. this shit. I'm like having a nervous fucking breakdown at let's make a deal. Like lock myself in the bathroom. Oh my God. Like ridiculous um but he uh denied everything and then once i started to like send him all the things that she sent me he kind of like came around he was like all right i'm really sorry so wind up flying in new jersey to like get my closure to like just see him and just talk to him and like i said get my closure and he admitted that he slept with like over 25 women oh like my he was God, like because he told me he's like i've been unfaithful like the entire relationship Ugh. and i was like okay i was like how many like how many women have you been with and he's like i don't even know he's like probably 25 30. wow um and i just wanted to fucking throw up yeah um, but he it's like that that man was like my everything yeah like he was you know just hearing all of that he was he was my everything everything in my life was like based it was all about him you know um so that that was horrible um but i wound up going back to work like two weeks later after i had a nervous breakdown and um wayne he comes up to me he's like so can we finally get that dinner and i'm like absolutely i'm like let's do it let's go wait yeah. stop and so you went on a date with wayne brady yeah i'm yeah. dead yes 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 so i was like you know what i'm like this isn't so bad and like he you know <sighs> he's just like he's just amazing like he's just such a great human um so you know i wind up like getting close with him and you know we we went out on a few dates and um yeah, that was that was the beginning of my LA dating experience. Oh he, but yeah, he God. was like one of the the first guys that I because he would ask me out like for dinner and yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. I was like, no, I'm in a relationship. Oh like I'm God. gonna be faithful to my boyfriend back in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, God, girl. Okay, so I don't want you to give too many of the stories so from the books I know. away. Yes, but yes, like, yes. If that There's wasn't many a, more. If that wasn't a fucking <laughs> teaser to read the goddamn book, I don't know what is. Like, holy yes. shit. Okay, so my first question is, have any of the men read the book that you know of? This is so fun. It's like all the questions oh that I God. always get in interviews. <laughs> You're welcome. I love this. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yes. Um, so thank... Thank God I haven't heard from a few of them, but I had to reach out to um, a few of them in the beginning to see if I could actually use their names because there were two in particular that I was like, oh, I'm still kind of like in a decent relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone was like, absolutely not. So I know um, Kidnapper, Mm -hmm. I know that he read it and his whole family. Um, And did they, have you like heard anything about it? Yep. Uh, yes. Can you tell me that? Um, <laughs> let's just say that they have tried to uh, 
contact me on social media. Um, Got it. Even though there's a protective like uh-huh. order against. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But interestingly enough, he and I have had a great relationship over the last few years. We've remained friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we're not seeing We've never seen each right, other right, physically, right. but we're good. Um, and then Jersey Shore Wrecking Ball. Um, mm. His sister, you know, messaged me and was like, I bought the book. Like, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, she's always, she was like one of my closest friends. So yeah. she's always been like very supportive. But so I know they all, that whole family read the book. But, yeah. Um, yeah. As far as anyone else, I haven't heard any, I know people from the uh, the guy who I talked about that went to prison. I know a lot of people that know him read it. Right. But as far as him reading it, I have no idea. Okay. We haven't heard from the mobster. I have not heard back from the mobster. Thank God. That was one of my main fears. Yeah. Actually, I was like, fuck, like, what if he resurfaces and yeah, like, dude, that's my life terrifying. again? That, that was probably, you know, I've been talking to my therapist throughout this whole thing. Like, yeah. before my book came out, I was talking to her like twice a week. I was like, they're all going to come after me. Like, even right. though I don't say their names, it's, it was like one of the scariest and best decisions I've ever made. Like, I'll yeah. put it that way. That's fucking incredible. And I know on your social media platforms, you're really open about your mental health journey. Mm-hmm. What what kind of has been your highs and lows with that? So I think um, anyone who reads my book will understand like why I had a mental health crisis. And the mental health crisis is what actually is where my book, that's how my book was born. Yeah. Um, I, about two years ago, well, I, I will say this I, at a very young age, I, I attempted suicide when I was around 13 years old. So um, later on in life, you know, I've, I've never had thoughts or anything like that again, but um, this this thing that happened to me about a year and a half ago, it was like my subconscious was ba- basically like, girl, we need to fucking deal with this shit now. Like otherwise, like we're gonna lose our mind. I started experiencing, um, I didn't even know this was a thing, uh, nocturnal panic attacks. Mm. So it's basically like, I would only experience it like if I was sleeping. I wouldn't get them during the day. Oh, interesting. But it's it's like the worst fucking feeling. It's it is like you're having a heart attack and a stroke at the same time, but like you're you feel out of control. Um, it's almost like oh God, it's people who have panic attacks will will understand. Yeah. But um I started getting them every single fucking night. So like I was scared to sleep. I wasn't sleeping, and then it would just leave this debilitating anxiety throughout mm. the day. So after a few weeks of this, I was I was gone. Like I, Carrie was just no longer there. I was getting uh, professional help. I like checked myself in at one point. Like I was done. Like I was like I cannot fucking do this anymore. Um, because at this point it was like, and I always say this to people because I'm such like a mental health advocate now. People are always like, I don't understand how people can just like give up or like I don't understand how people just want to take their lives. Like mm-hmm. that's so selfish. Like don't they think about other people? But unless you are ever really in that state of mind, right. and it's it's so hard to understand because there's your who you were is gone right like that person doesn't exist anymore and um there's not like much left of you it's it's a really scary thing to describe yeah but you know that person when they're when when we're thinking of doing those things we're, we're not ourselves anymore we were gone a long time ago yeah um but this this mental health crisis that happened to me um it forced me 
to start to confront all of these traumas that I've had in my past and it has a lot to do with my relationships and it forced me to start healing and go to therapy and I went to hypnotherapy and um I just I just believe that um I'm just so happy that it's becoming um that people are talking about it now um because I girl when I tell you like if you saw me a year and a half ago you or looking at me now and people who know me now they're like I would have never fucking thought in a million years that you were in that headspace right. or um but yeah it's it's uh yeah mental health is on the inside you you know some people Instagram and fucking social media has made it seem like everybody's fucking perfect and happy all the time and that's so often not the case Oh, yeah, like almost never. And I feel like that I used to be that girl. Like if you knew me five years ago, ugh, I, I was just constantly trying. I was constantly looking for validation, constantly posting like extremely photoshopped photos, right. um, trying to constantly prove to everyone how happy I was. And now I'm the complete opposite on my social media. Like if you go on my page, you're like, that, that's literally exactly who she is. Right. Like I don't hold back anything anymore. I do not give a fuck. Yeah. Um, like validation means absolutely nothing to me. Um, so I really just want to, I kind of want to teach these younger girls. Because can you fucking imagine? And, and I talk to, you're younger than I am, but like, for me in junior high school, like we just had like magazines and stuff like yeah. that to look through. And I remember like I was like so fucking bullied at that time and so insecure. I don't think that I would have made it if there was social media at that oh, time. Same. I don't think I would have fucking survived. Yeah. I, I'm so scared, like just for some of these the younger generations yeah. that are growing up in it. Yeah, it's it's devastating what it's doing to their their mental health and their image of yeah. themselves. It's very scary. So I mean Overall, like, you know, this, the, my book is called Series of Unfortunate Men, but like it ha it really is, it has so much more to do with just healing and mental health and becoming the best versions of ourselves. And I believe like highly, I say this all the time, turning your pain into purpose. Yes, ma'am. Like if there is so much fucking beauty that comes out of pain, like I... I wouldn't be this version of myself right now if I didn't go through. Yeah, all and of like, that pain. what's the I fucking point of going here. through it if you're not going to turn it into oh something God. magical? Yes, like just know, no matter how painful, whatever the fuck it is that you're going through right now, how painful it is right now, you are going to be so thankful for it at some point in your life because you are going to become this like unicorn version of yourself that yes. you never thought possible. Yes. And I think that's just a really fucking important thing for people to know that Hell it's not yes. always going to be like that. So turning turning your traumas into trophies, baby. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> On that note, can you please tell everybody that I know is going to be like dying to read this fucking book now? Can you please tell everybody where they can find it? Yes. You can find it. Uh, it's available on Amazon, on Kindle, and paperback right now so are you yeah. gonna do an audiobook in the future i do want to do an audiobook yes. like now that i'm telling stories on tiktok everyone's like why don't you fucking tell your story you're so yeah. good at it. oh yeah. let me like hook you up so you can do it independently and like absolutely yeah make please some show more. me how to do yes. this oh yes. my god yes um this is wild too i i feel like the universe dropped you in my path or dropped me in your path or whatever but whoever manifested it i love the fact that you read the book, found me at a cafe, and now you're sitting here on the podcast telling your epic fucking story. How fucking amazing is that? I love it. You never know who you're inspiring. Like I literally just saw a video of you 
wound up getting your book. I was like, this bitch is so fucking inspiring. I love her. Oh. I'm gonna, and, and literally right after that, just like wrote my book like six months after that. Hell yeah. yes, girl. And yeah. here we are. And here we are. Can you tell everybody where they can find you, please? Uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Both of them are at comfy with Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. I love it. Fuck yeah, girl. Fuck thank yes. you for being here. Thank you. It was a pleasure, darling. I want to thank Carrie so much for coming on and sharing all of these crazy details with us. So much more is in this book. I seriously urge you guys to go pick up a copy. It is wildly entertaining. As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. If you want to check us out on YouTube, you can find us at youtube.com slash FML Talk. For more FML content, there are five seasons of mini bonus episodes on the Self Love Club. You can find that on patreon.com slash FML Talk. And as always, have a self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.